Everyday Business Solutions, the podcast that offers you the right perspective on achieving success. We interview business professionals from all over to bring our listeners the right solutions to all their questions. Season one is about change management and enabling you to both face and create change in all aspects of your company. We're talking management, sales, service, HR, and more. Let's jump straight into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome to Everyday Business Solutions. Today we're going to be talking about how the creative and service industries have changed um, in response to COVID. And my name is Haley Morris. I have, of course, your podcast coordinator and host. I hope you know me by this point. And today I have with me Bobby Brinkman, and she is a wedding photographer and also podcast host herself. Bobby is going to really delve into exactly what I said, how the, the creative and service industries around her have shifted and changed. So Bobby, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, sure. And again, Haley, thank you for having me uh, on the show and kudos to you. You're going to be fabulous doing this. Um, it's thank a, you. <laughs> I think it's something that all small businesses, especially with COVID, need to pivot into. And the fact that you guys what a software and everything else you do, the fact that you're supporting other small businesses by making awareness and just making people aware that there are struggles, no matter how big or how small, that as a small business in whatever community, we're here to help each other through all this, good, bad, COVID, not COVID, hurricane, not snowstorm, whatever, right? Yeah. So, so you know, again, thank you for doing that. A small business everywhere, I appreciate you. So I am Bobby Brinkman, currently living in beautiful St. Simons Island, Georgia. So it's tropical and warm, getting ready to go into hurricane season, which is a whole nother topic for pivoting. Uh, but as you mentioned, 40 years I have been in a, a creative entrepreneur. I've uh, been a wedding photographer all those years. So I work with weddings and events. And needless to say, as you know, full well in Ohio, uh, scratching halt. Uh, we had 27 weddings, as we do um, every year. We stick between 27 and 30. As a destination wedding photographer, I travel the country. So I had one in Ohio, Chicago, so I travel. So not only did it affect local weddings, like in everybody's small states, small cities, region, it affected the travel portion, which is a trickle-down effect to the hotel industry, the airline industry. So the trickle-down effect from one event, just take one wedding being canceled, the number of small businesses that's involved is huge. So along with being a photographer and a small business owner, I'm also a speaker and educator. So traveling, doing live events, speaking at workshops, also came crashing to a halt. So imagine 40 years later in an industry that let's let's face it, is, is, is recession proof because everybody is always getting married, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do now? And that's how our conversation started about do you have software in place? Do you have automation in place? What's going to help you now that you can't serve and do your calling? So like myself and many other small businesses, again, small BM, Airbnbs, VRBOs, anybody that is related to putting on an event, having people come to an event, how do you get them to the event? It just snowballs and it trickles all the way down to even the person like you guys who offer software. Maybe now we don't, we can't get that new software. Maybe you guys are working on a great product for what we wanted to be doing in 2020 and 21. And now we need to pivot. And I laugh and say that pivot 
is almost as used as much as coronavirus uh, in 2020. But I think it's something that we all have to do. But I also believe that as entrepreneurs, that's what we started. We started with the pivot. We wanted to pivot from what we were doing to something else. And I think we're always pivoting and shifting. So again, companies like you guys, you had to pivot too. You may have to work at home, share what's different, use that one-on-one connection with your clients. And I'm sure there's a lot of clients for you guys too who did exactly what I was saying. Can move forward with that. How am I going to move forward with this software? But also I got to reach out to people like you and say, we're stuck. Do you have an automation? What's something we can kind of create together? So now you might be venturing out into a whole nother area that you didn't think was possible or that you didn't think you could. But again, entrepreneurs, we all took that first step, had the faith that we can do something. So here we are again, reinventing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for us, a lot of it has been of course, we shifted completely to remote. So our internal operations, we changed settings, um, which is actually the discussion I had with our CEO. Um, mm-hmm. We changed settings uh, for us, but our customers, their livelihoods sometimes just completely shifted. Yep. Um, I know New York, when New York locked down, um, you could they were all on do not call. Like you couldn't use your, your calling campaigns the same way because everywhere shut down. Um, and so we had... Anybody who had calling to do out of New York for our auto dialer were like panicking because now yep. their whole list are shut down for that area and they weren't the only ones. But it, it is crazy because then you see if they're affected, who's affected and who's affected right. because of that. Um, and it all slowly kind of locks down. Um, so I guess with all of this craziness that's happened, obviously, and with you know your entire industry kind of receding for the moment, what was your initial reaction? How, like, how did that hit you when that happened? It, it hit me hard. And I think it hit anybody that's been in the industry for five or more years. I think if you're brand new, you, you really lost your crap. I mean, you thought, oh my gosh, I just maybe left a nine to five or now I can't leave a nine to five. What am I going to do? So I think for somebody like me is I, you know, date myself here. I went through 9-11 uh, and I went through the big stock market crash, which for most people, parents still pay for the wedding. So when mom and dad lost a lot of their stock money, weddings were put on hold, but it was different. I think we as an industry and as, as I think as all humans do, we weren't afraid to go do something because it was, we might not have had money or we couldn't have maybe spent an extra night at the movies, but we weren't going to knowingly maybe get sick or, knowingly cause harm to ourselves or something else, the safety factor. And I premise that by saying, we all know driving to a movie theater or something could happen, but this is, you know, this could happen if you attended this, this, and this. So my other initial reaction was, what are all, what are we going to do for the couples? How are we going to serve our clients? How are we going to serve our fellow industry people? Because money stopped. There was, there was no reason for anybody to pay because in the wedding industry, as you know, and, and for the most part, travel as well, it's a luxury. You work hard to go on your vacation, you're going to take it. You may have worked hard to plan your wedding, but you don't need to spend the money on it. It's a choice to what you want to spend the money on. So all of a sudden, you're just like, I got bills to pay. My couples are not going to continue to pay me, but I'm contract responsible to do something. Now the mess comes of, Nobody has pandemics in our contracts. Nobody has pandemics. So the fear comes in of, will you lose everything? Will you be able to save something? Will your clients move forward? 
So we as an industry pretty much jumped on the campaign of reschedule, don't cancel. And for a long time on all my social media, I had, you know, save a small business. Don't just cancel. Let's start thinking outside the box. Um, so no more 300 person weddings like where you are in Ohio. I mean, right off the bat, he was like, you can have 300 person weddings just six feet apart, but you can only have X amount of space in a venue. There's so many rules and guidelines and nothing's the same in all the states. So as an industry, we had no guidelines. Well, this is what's happening in Ohio, but this is what's happening in Georgia. Well, wait, that's what's happening, just like you said, in New York. And now you're not supposed to call and bug anybody, if you could even get through. And then you have to go, hi, I hope everything's okay. Are you rescheduling? And hope you don't hear, oh, my mother just got COVID and passed away. Now it's a shift. Um, we had two grooms who in New York um, got COVID. One is very, very sick, still very sick. Um, we've had three photographers that have passed away from this. So it's real and we know it's real. So as a small business owner, you have no choice but to serve your couple, couples or your clients, serve yourself. And you've got to wear that hat. You got to lead with empathy, but you got to be a business person. So I think because I've been around for a while, I was able to transition and help guide and say, let's take these weddings and let's pivot them. They're not going to be the same. The day is not going to look alike but you can still get married because the other thing that we tried to adapt was weddings are canceled, but not marriages. The marriage can still happen. Not all States have a JP. You just not be able to come here, but you're still going to be able to have your party. So how can we salvage income coming in? So it's talking to those individual clients saying, okay, you're going to get married on this day. Let's move you to this day. Going to go ahead and get married in Ohio or get married in New York, but let's come down here. Let's have your reception. It's going to look different all our services are going to look different, but instead of just writing each other off, let's try to figure out a way that you can have a great day. We can still serve you and we can also still supply income and support our families. So I think that the impact right off the bat, my concern was for the our clients and my fellow industry people. And then I quickly realized that no matter what I could do, if we didn't have venues or we couldn't get people to point A or point B, that it was a much larger picture than I initially thought. Yeah, because if you don't have a, a venue, you don't have a location wedding, you don't have caterers, you don't have any of the, the people who might come in and serve the food or maintain the right. space or any of that. So it's not, it's not even just you all of a sudden, it's, and it's not even just your couple, it's all of a sudden all of these people right. who relied on that paycheck. Right. And it's know. like, I can, it's like right now, Georgia is still on the travel ban. So like, if I went to Ohio, your governor has said, I have to quarantine 14 days. So while I could still serve my client in Ohio, who was getting married here on the beach, contractual wise, I could say, well, I, I can still do my job. I can still photograph your wedding, but I can't now legally and safely come to Ohio and, and get married in your backyard. Because we, I can photograph you in the backyard. I can photograph in the front yard. I can continue doing that. It's not going to be the what you paid me to do, but I can still do my job. So that's where the business hat has to come on, even though I understand. But again, it's a business. And let's face it, you guys know you're, you're still in an industry that gets reviews and, and, and referrals and word of mouth. Mm -hmm. People got nasty. People went to the media and started saying, hey, so-and-so didn't get my money back or this venue said I can't have this and started attacking hotels and caterers. And you know what? 
we live in a world of Google reviews. We live in a world of Yelp reviews. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're attacked for just trying to take care of yourself, but also trying to help. But you almost, where was the dead end? Like, I can't go any further because the government said I can't do this or city state and guidelines said I can't do this. So you had to dig deep, pick up that phone and think outside the box and say, how can we work out together and what can we do? So we started with 27 weddings. I was able to shift 19 of them into the fall. And I can tell you that of those 19 now, as of the last couple of weeks, based on where COVID is now, on August 13th, we now are down to nine weddings because 10 people just felt it is not safe enough to travel here to the beach. They don't want to put people on the planes yet. And we just had our first rescheduled wedding this past Friday from, and there was a couple from Ohio, <laughs> ironically, and 19 people out of 175, they have 19 people. It went from a six hour day to a two hour day. That's what we're seeing. I anticipate that all those nine weddings that are left and one happens to be in Miami, one happens to be in St. Louis, one happens to be in North Carolina. Do I anticipate they're going to pick up the phone and say, we're just not going to go forward. Then what happens is those that reschedule aren't going to reschedule for the third time. So they're going yeah. to be in a cancellation situation. And then those that are rescheduled, we're now working for 2021 with the same amount of pay that we did for 2020. And I don't want to harp too much about, the pay, but this is a small business, you know, podcast that you're hosting and about businesses. Mm -hmm. So it's our dates as wedding vendors are our inventory. So what I sell is dates. I'm going to show up on this date for you. If you now move your day to 2021, yes, all the listeners that are listening, we did get paid for that date in 2020, but now I'm working on 2021 on a day that I can no longer take money. So again, you got to put your business hat on and try to figure out how can I keep moving these weddings smaller and serving them. And also we're going to be working. It's going to take 2021. It's going to take 2022 for us to start catching up again and getting back to what is a quote normal because the next couple of years we're playing catch up financially to rebuild our businesses. And I'm sure you know this where you are businesses every day, wedding venues are closing, catering companies are closing we're seeing it every day. Restaurants are closing. We can only take so much. And if you don't have, if you're not able to serve the clients, then you don't have a business. If they can't get to you for legality reasons or state mandates, you don't have a business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really hard as an entrepreneur because you don't, you want that. I can do anything attitude. I'm possible. That's why you're an entrepreneur. You want to go out there and get it. You want to create something that people need. You solved a niche, you found a problem. And you're ready to serve, but you can't. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we're all affected. We're all affected, just period. But we're all affected so differently. And it's become, I think this year, there's kind of a, a necessary selfish mindset because you have to think right. of your health and safety first. And then it is sort of divided on those who, who seem to care and address it with severity and those who say, well, either they don't care or they don't believe it's real because they haven't right. seen it yet. They haven't seen right. the effects of it. They think these numbers are just being thrown at them. Um, and I've met people like that. Well, I think this is just a government conspiracy. And well, okay, that's cool, but you just have to kind of keep to yourself and wear a mask. 
and you could potentially be saving lives if they're right. And if not, you're mildly inconvenienced for a time, um, you know, but then you, you have the, the flip side, which is, well, okay, if they're keeping to themselves for a while, when we were truly locked down, it was, you can't go get your hair cut. You can't right. go have these events. You can't do anything. You, you were literally pretty much limited to your house except for a small case of situations. And it was, it's crazy. Cause like we, I have a family friend, she's also a hairstylist. And it's one of those same things, like the reaction she gets for customers because they have to wear a mask in the chair. Right. They're so mean to her. And she's like, listen, if you don't do this, right. I could lose my business for good. Like, exactly. It's a, it's a law. Like yeah. you have- Not only could you die, but yeah. you could take away my income, and yeah. and it, and it's the same with teachers or anybody else. And you know, we don't definitely want to don't get big political here, but mm -hmm. it boils down to couples also started getting a bad rap because couples would write me and say, "Wedding planning is already overwhelming. Now I have to wonder: Do I risk having 15 people come? And what if somebody gets sick? Then lawyers are involved. Well, make sure you get a waiver. Make sure you don't sue this person. And so all of a sudden, you're like, "Is it worth it?" And then if we go ahead, Bobby, and have our wedding, are we selfish? No, yeah. how about just the two of you get married, come down here um, and get married. And it, that's what's important. At the end of the day, no matter you want to be married a hundred times or five times, or don't even believe in marriage. At the end of the day, it's the fact that you got married. Yeah. The party and everything else is wonderful, but you also didn't want to go through your whole life. Just if you wanted to elope, you wanted to elope. You weren't going to be planning a wedding. And it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, if I wanted to go on a vacation to out of the country and I saved my whole life to be gone to Europe for a month and now I can't go to Europe, it's, it's really hard when you're like, but I've, I've did everything right. Mm -hmm. I've done everything. I followed the rules. I'm doing this. And I also want to keep supporting everybody in the community. And I, and I want to keep vendors working and I, and I want to have somebody come and cater to my house, but it boils down to, is it worth risking your life to do that? And is somebody afraid that that's going to happen and nobody wants to be the one that says oh at my wedding uncle uncle steve got sick and died no mm -hmm. when that can happen all the time Haley, we know that you can there's always somebody sick at a wedding or things can happen and then you take the other side of that if nobody's going out and socializing how are you going to be dating so how are you going to have weddings i mean where's where's the where's the engagements you know where's that's happening so yeah. you people forget about that it's like oh we're just going to date on the app and then go oh and we're having a Zoom. We met on Zoom. Let's have a Zoom wedding. You know, we oh spent three God. months talking on Zoom. Think about it. You know, you just it's, never meet it's kind of like, exactly. You know, <laughs> I just on Zoom and then I do Zoom. And when we can come back together, we'll buy a house together. But I saw a post that was basically, yeah. yeah. It was basically that. Like, I mean, why can't true. I just, why can't we support people who just want to have virtual relationships? So I was like, but it's not a relationship. <laughs> Right. Like we have friends, that every day on our cool. Instagram. Exactly. I mean, we yeah. have that all the time. Yeah. You know? I was like, you, yeah. you can't, it, it's, you can't, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so strange. It's such a strange world, but I think it goes back to if you have this industry who's just trying to abide by the laws and take care of their business and do as much as they can for you as the consumer, that I, I feel like that you should be grateful and not, you right. know, it boils back right. to, you have to respect that because when you run your own stuff, whether it's a business or just your own life, you're just trying to most of the time abide by the law and uh, do what's best for yourself right. and whoever you're interacting with. And it's the same thing like, you know, like what we do is 
our compliance is one of the top things. We really make sure that our, our products that we put out are able to actually help other businesses stay compliant. It does a lot of that work for them. So compliance is a huge thing, huge thing for us, that legal side, but also we always make sure we cultivate our culture and that we're there for the customer. We tell our sales team, we tell our customer support team if they want to cross sell, that's great, but the opportunity has to come to you and right. it has to be there. It's not something that you you imagine is there and then you force a product on somebody that they don't need or want or have the capacity to handle at this time. So Well, and especially now, you have to be mindful of everybody's small business budget is tight. Mm-hmm. But if I come to a software developer like you or I walk in the door and, and I'm just lost, and we had a conversation somewhere or somebody says, Hey, have you talked to this company? Have you talked to these guys? You know, they have everyday solutions. Maybe there's something to do. And out of the blue, you might be able, Hey, Bobby, do you know, we have a software that might be able to get all your clients right now and you could send information out or send ideas out and, and help about thinking outside the box. And then maybe with me with doing my education or my speaking, I can sit down with you and brainstorm and say, how can I streamline that to where I'm not spending a bunch of money, but I'm also not spending my time and I'm reaching the right person. So it goes back to small business connect to small business. That's why mm-hmm. we love B and, you know, B2B. It's because you, I may not need you right now, but I can tell somebody that you're available or mm-hmm. I can say, Hey, have you guys talked to these guys about solutions or, and so that's the other part of with, I think COVID is, the people that run small businesses, we can't get in front of other people and we can't get in front of other clients that may not need us right now, but could say to somebody, oh, well, you know, Bobby's a photographer. If you need product shots right now while your business is transitioning, when this is the time to get some new headshots, we can go outside and try something or let's put the mask on and go to your new business or refresh up your office and let's get new headshots for your people. So still doing my craft, still being able to support myself, offering a service that a company like yours would need. And then, so we missed that too in COVID. We're not able to get out there and continue that networking and just that brainstorming and that like-mindedness. I mean, we can sit on Zooms, like right before I had this with you, I had a Zoom pro panel of nine other industry people. And we took questions from engaged couples who are just like, we have no idea what to do. And as we talk and we brainstorm, they were like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Well, right, we're the professionals. That's why you hired us. We're not the bad people in all this. We're trying to help and do good. And it goes back to the number one rule, just be kind in general. You don't know mm-hmm. what path somebody's walking on. And so if we go back and start that way, we're going to get through this. I-, I preach all the time that there is fab on the other side of this, but we have to be patient to get there for whatever lesson we're supposed to be learning. But as a small business person who wants to serve the community and our clients, this is a really hard time and devastating, heartbreaking, overwhelming uh, for me and my family, but also for all the people that have supported me all these years who keep rooting for me to keep going forward and keep telling potential couples about us, couples about us, but people are also afraid to book a wedding. I mean, I'll get a call, but now they're like, well, we're thinking of 2022. I think you and I both know that you want to really have a two-year engagement. That doesn't happen that often. And, and, and just get married. Well and, well, and just get married. I mean, just yeah. why? No, wait. Um, if you're planning. So, but I, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing it. But so, I mean, I think that's hard. But, you know, that's, again, why things like you're doing here and, and putting small businesses out in front of other small businesses 
you know, it just reminds people that, man, there's a business for that or that person's struggling. I never thought of the trickle down. I never thought that, well, they're like people are a bazillion dollar company. I never thought that I was maybe being affected by them and not being able to get on a plane or mm-hmm. that my not going to that resort is actually not being able to have that, you know, bellhop or anybody else keep their job. Furloughs are happening everywhere in every industry and it's heartbreaking. It is. It is. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy because it's such a, it's a domino effect. It's, you know, that's the one where I keep coming back to because that's the best way to think of it. So when one falls, it does go down the line right. then. Um, right. But there, I mean, there has been positives. Like you just mentioned, you just sat on a panel where you bring experts right in front of people right. who have these concerns. That's, I mean, that's something you probably didn't do before. Um, no. Yeah, and I mean, I tell us more about that. Tell us more about that experience of creating that kind of panel and that kind of experience for your consumer and how it's impacted you. Well, it's like, I think a lot of people, no matter what industry and have been afraid to go on social media and do anything. Like, what do I say? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm used to going on there saying, hey, last week's wedding, we're doing this, or hey, don't forget, or, you know, book us now, we have a few dates left. Now, you have to be so careful not to harm somebody, because the last thing you want to say is, hey, I don't care that COVID is going on, people are still getting married. Well, then somebody's going to comment, people are dying. And so you're like, oh my gosh, you have to be careful. So when you put a few things out there, I started putting more things out, hey, I'm here to help. I started doing, I've always, my tagline's always been, you know, from my education side is, you know, cheering on creatives to be fabo. Uh, so when I motivational speak or I talk, it's, hey, remember that you're fabo. Anything you're doing, your purpose and your value, whatever industry. So I have to think back and I started putting out, hey, I'm here to help. So on social media, I'd be like, hey, I hope you're having a wonderful Monday. You know, hope, you know, you know, kick butt or get some coffee and I'm here to help. So I started throwing those things out there and started getting some couples go, hey, you're not one of I, I'm not hiring you. I'm in Nebraska but you, you have a lot of good information. What do you think about having a wedding? What, what's it going to look like? Like if we move our wedding mm-hmm. to the fall, I got to get fall flowers. I have to have everything changes. And it started being, well, my guests have to pay more on airline travel. So I just started putting it out there going, Hey, if, if any other vendor would like to get together, you know, on Thursdays, let's do a lunch break. Let's do a brain session. Let's do a, you know, a brain dump. Let's do a brunch and lunch, you know, let's do a lunch and learn. So about eight or nine people will chime on. And then they all send out to their list and we get about 20 or 30 couples, you know, every, you know, every Thursday at lunch and they come on and they just come in with their questions. They'll, they'll send it to us on DM or Facebook. And then we all take turns. And today we had about 17 couples that chimed in to listen and we had like eight or nine vendors and some go and some come last about 90 minutes of uh, people actually eat sandwiches at their desk. And it's <laughs> one of those, Oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Or, Hey, you know, maybe you can go to get a VRB, VRBO or Airbnb. And if you only have eight or nine people, find one that has a pool, get married by the pool, and you're still all together. Photographer can still come safely. You can put a little DJ in the corner if you need to, or let's go find a place in the mountains that gives you a little bit more room. It may not look exactly the same, but if your guests are willing to come and they feel self getting in a car for an hour and 90 minutes, and they can have us, they've already been quarantined with their family, and now they can get a cabin with themselves, and you're sitting outside, is there risk? Sure. But by the same token, that's a solution to one of their problems. And most couples aren't even thinking about that. So 
it's, it's, I've always wanted to be educating and motivating. That's just always been a call of mine. And I do believe that and, and, and taking photos. Cause I, I always say that, you know, photography found me, I didn't find it. And I think it goes with a storytelling process. Um, and that the, the privilege I have to be the historian, but I think it's also a privilege to be of service right now. And if I'm not taking photos, I can at least help some other struggling, you know, vendors who are just lost mm -hmm. to really think you right. You really do know more than, you know, you know, we always say, we don't know what you don't know, but we also know more than we don't know. We know. Yeah. And I think when you're put in a situation to figure out how do I get out of the box, you'll figure out how to get out of the box, you know, because when it boils down to, I mean, that's where you're an entrepreneur is because you mm -hmm. didn't want to be told what to do or be asked what to do. You wanted to come up with the idea that you could bring to life. So, you know, it's just the same thing like you do with this. It's, you know, you get some people together, you listen, you, you get people to move some mountains. And it's just, it's everybody, we said earlier that why we're all in the same storm, we're all not in the same boat. People are struggling differently. Their boat might be sinking, others are rising. So as a community of, of service professionals in the, in the wedding and events and hospitality industry, the more we can come together and just be available for couples to ask questions, here we are. So ask a question. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that, you know, the, the, our ability to adapt is incredible. Yep. Um, I've always seen like movies where it's like, oh my gosh, there's this big change and everybody's like devastated for years and years. And I was like, but that's not what happens. Like people adapt, they take <laughs> up a new normal, they right. figure out a path that works for them. Um, as long as they're willing to. Um, right. What we don't have for is if we overwhelm ourselves. So that's when we actually do shut down. But again, usually you, you start figuring out how to, it comes back to figure out how to pivot. Because right. if you don't figure out how to pivot, you, you don't make it. And most of us have enough of survivor's instinct that we, we figure that out. Um, right. It's just that understanding that in a hopeless situation, you can still come out with positives. I've talked to a lot of people where they're like, there's really good things that still are evolving. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing a lot of shifts and changes and things that have been years in the making um, and people have been dragging their feet on right. and things like that. So it's been, it's been very cool to see that in such a crazy year where we've had everything's cake and murder hornets and everything else that you can right. think of. Right? Right. I don't even know. What, the star uh, that just came through you guys that was like Duraco or whatever it was that took trees down and you're like, what is all that? Is what well, they called it a land cane that came through Chicago and Iowa and up in yeah. Michigan. A land cane, which is like you know, which is it's insane. But skated but right around exactly, us. <laughs> exactly. But you're yeah. you're exactly right. The number That's of people that are going to invent things that we didn't know we needed. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of businesses that are making good money. I, my, a couple, a couple weeks ago, they own in Alabama, they own a pest control company and they're like, we're swamped. I'm like, well, you know why? And he says, you're going to say it, aren't you? I'm like, all oh, the kids are at home eating every day, all day long. So they got, <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, think about it. People yeah. are home and they didn't realize they were, they had a couple bugs there, even though they come. He says, so we picked up so many new clients they never wanted bug control or pest control, but now that they're home, they're like, I just saw a little bug, or there's mosquitoes, there's flies out here because mm -hmm. they're never home and they're busy and they're doing. And so you're going to have people adapt. I mean, I think we're going to have wonderful ideas. I think you're going to see, I know so many teachers who have adapted homeschooling programs that they're now going to be able to have that into a separate place, a way to scale their business. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen, I've seen online little boutiques do the videos in the store now and say, Hey, this is what this model looks like. Three different sizes. I got my friend, have a mask on. 
but they're still able to go online in their store and say buy online. So I think if you have something that you want, we'll always find a way to do it. If you don't want to do it, you'll find an excuse not to. But if you want to do it, you'll find a way to do it. And whether that That's defines true. us as being successful or not, um, I just believe that if you want something bad enough, you'll do it. And if you want to see the change, you can't keep waiting for somebody else to make the change for you. If you want something different, you're going to have to go get it yourself. And mm -hmm. I, it does fall back down to the entrepreneurial spirit. But I think we've all had to figure out Hey, you know, I mean, I know for a fact that I love that I miss my family. I miss seeing my nieces mm -hmm. and everything, but I can tell you that I know the number of my friends who like, I never had so much Saturday mornings with my kids watching every cartoon. So there's been a lot of good things um, that come out of it. I mean, let's face it. Dogs are the happiest people in the world. I mean, they can't <laughs> wait till we leave. Like how many walks do you want to take me on today? You know? Yeah, um, and look at all the pounds and the dog pounds they they got adapted. So mm -hmm. there are good things about it, but I, I just think as business owners, you know, we fall the donut person. You know, you don't realize you get so busy. You walk in to get a cup of coffee from Joe every morning, mm -hmm. and and things happen, and then all of a sudden you don't see Joe till later on, and now you haven't seen Joe for three weeks, and you're like, you know, I never really said how's your family. I never yeah. really said, you know, what your kid's up to. And I think it'll, I think it'll be different when we get back to a semi-normal way of being able to walk and go to a drive-in movie or go to a concert. I think, I think the experiences that we're missing are things that our generation said, that's what, this is what describes me. But I think the next, I think this generation that's, you know, starting off and, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, they're going to have a whole different thing that develop, that is what's going to mm -hmm. describe them and what they're going to succeed and do. Um, you know, we're in a generation right now who's never not had an iPhone. Think about it. They don't know what it's like to not have an iPhone. Right. So I think great things will be coming from those that have, have structured and lived through this. And they don't, if you look at it, the kids think nothing of putting a mask on and going and doing something. And they just, again, you adapt because you don't question. Yeah. I, six-year-old sister, she, people are like, well, kids, kids, we can't force them to wear a mask in school. And I was like, yeah, you can. I tell the six-year-old she has to wear a mask whenever we go into the store. And she says, okay. Right. She gets, she's it. real proud of it. And people say, oh, you got a doll baby? You want to put a mask on a doll baby or cover its face with a right. tissue? And she said, oh, yeah, I got to do that. I got to make sure they're safe. And she like, it's something like, hey, we taught you, you can do a little bit more. You just have to wear the mask. And right. she's adapted and she's six. Um, so I feel like you, it's like, it goes back to, you have to want to, and you have to make the decision to, um, and for some people I, I taught my younger brother, he's 19. Now he's going into college. I taught him, or I'm trying to teach him. It's a decision to be happy. It's a decision to be progressive and positive in what you do, whatever that is, because he's dealing with a very difficult time and he gets very stuck on it. And I said, it's okay to feel those emotions. It's not okay to get stuck on right. those emotions. So it's definitely- You have to choose joy. It has to be a choice. Mm -hmm. You have to choose to want to be happy. Like you have to choose to succeed or choose to go right or go left. You have to choose to be happy. And I think that that is, um, it got and um, I think now I'm out of this I'm still going to make some changes I'm going to be looking forward to doing this this and this mm -hmm. but I'm going to also take care of myself and I'm going to make sure I tell people I care about them more or I'm going to say hey man when I say hey I haven't seen you for a while I'm going to make the time to see you for a while 
And I mean, I think that is, that's work-life balance for a small business owner every single day. You know, that's the struggle that we all go through is I need my business to thrive my family, but I want my family, you know? So it's the, it's, I try to always teach and I try to live by work in your business, you know, work on your business, not in your business yeah. and streamline with automation, software, everything like that can help you. Um, but you still got to be you. People invest in people they trust in and people they believe in. And if you continue doing that, we will get through the COVID thing. It's just going to look different. But I think, I think most of the business will survive because I think people in the community will support them. Yeah. I think that's it. Spread, spread the positivity when you have it, spread the resources when you got them and we'll all come out stronger and better. Like you don't, when you, when you share, you don't come out with less. Like people think, oh, I share, I come out with less. No, you double what you both have. Right. Exactly. So, all right. Well, we are kind of reaching about the 30 minute mark, I think. So, um, or somewhere close to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up with you. I think we've yep. touched on a lot and we've gave, given people a lot of food for thought, a lot to really consider these industries that have been impacted the hardest and how we affect each one's, what our impact is as not just right. consumers, but other businesses and how we exactly. act and choose to move. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, as we roll into new waves of normal that we do it with our best foot forward. So exactly. Yeah, I want to thank you. It keeps supporting your small businesses there in Ohio. I mean, that's the thing. It's Toledo area. You guys got great, you know, go out and cheer and have parties and plan some weddings and, you know, make them be smaller, but use the local vendors and the pros that are in the area and then get those small businesses that have been struggling. You know, maybe you never thought about having a coffee bar at your wedding. Now go to that local coffee shop and say, hey, can we have a coffee bar? And let's try to bring everybody back together in a positive way and little by little, because, you know, if we all do good, we can all do well. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's what we have to do. So, you know, I appreciate sharing a little bit about our industry and I appreciate you having me here to uh, enlighten everybody about the industry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm happy to. And I think this is something that'll be great for people to know. So thank you for coming on. Thank Bobby. you. All um, right. So what we're going to do is I will just transcribe a blog post from this and I'll include any information that you would like to share in regards to yourself and your business. And it will be posted here shortly for everybody to see. Fantastic. And again, everybody in Ohio stay safe and, you know, sorry about the Buckeyes and not playing football this year, but Hey, you know, that's uh, if we always joke, we joked out here in the South, they said, if everybody, if, if, if they would have told everybody in the South that you'll have to cancel football, everybody would put a mask on and we know how that worked out. So, you know, I think, uh, I think everybody's missing a little bit of everything, but I mm-hmm. appreciate it. The opportunity, you know, uh, again, everybody support your business as well. You guys are research you guys you guys are doing amazing things there with what you're doing and having young entrepreneurs like yourself recruiting podcasting and pivoting yourself um it's a great uh it's a great um it goes back to your owners they're doing good things there by getting good people like you so i appreciate our time together thank you yes thank you bobby all right, all right. bye-bye bye